Welcome to the Watershed Teaching Podcast. Watershed is the high school ministry of Perimeter Church in Johns Creek, Georgia. Perimeter Church is part of the Presbyterian Church in America. Watershed is a place where we hope high school students would connect, receive, and transform. We want to see students connect with God and others through healthy community, receive His truth through gospel-centered, grace-based teaching, and be transformed by the gospel to then go transform their world. Thank you for downloading this podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.perimeter.org slash watershed. Joshua 1.9 says this, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. A few years back, my wife and I got to take some high school friends of ours from Duluth to this Young Life camp in Colorado called Frontier Ranch. And Frontier Ranch is maybe the most beautiful place I've ever been to. It's in the heart of the Rockies. You have incredible views of these 14,000 foot mountains. It's pretty much on a cliff. Like any given morning, you can see mountain goats hopping on this cliff. It is amazing. And no, we're not going there this summer. But a few summers ago, I did get to go. And another thing that I loved about Frontier Ranch were the different activities we got to take part of. They had uh, horseback riding, just riding on a horse, going through these trails up and down Mount Princeton. Unreal. They have a ropes course, this high ropes course that once you're at the top of it, it just leaves your, your jaw hitting the floor, which is a long way down. But maybe my favorite activity that we did was we got to go rappelling. And now I don't want you to think about rappelling like this 30-foot wooden tower that that Tegan built where we get to climb up and just rappel down. No, no, this is a 100-foot cliff that you walk to the top and you get to rappel down. So me and my guys were so excited when we found out it was our day to go because me and my guys are those guys. We're the guys who we're thinking we're going to act as if we're the rock in every movie he's ever done. And and we're going to take these huge jumps and we're going to go down this cliff as fast as we can because it wasn't about enjoying it. It was about how fast we could go down. Well, it just so happened as we're leaving the dining hall to go rappelling that my wife and her girls are leaving the dining hall to go rappelling at the same time. They had, for some reason, scheduled our rides to go at the same time. So again, me and my friends, we're excited. We're walking as fast as we can. Hope and her friends have a different attitude because for the most part, they were all scared of heights. My wife is incredibly scared of heights. When she had done the ropes course earlier that week, she was fighting back tears. And I learned this day that of that group, she wasn't the most scared. My good friend Heather was. Uh, You may remember Heather, she was a summer intern for us here at Watershed a few years ago. But Heather, from the time that we left the dining hall, was in tears because she did not want to go rappelling. She did not want to walk up to the top of this mountain to go rappelling. But she did want to punch me and my guys in the face because we were those guys. Well, sure enough, we walked this path. It's a 10-minute walk. Me and my guys get there first. We, We strap in one at a time. Uh, the summer staff there is assuring us that everything's safe. Not that we care because we're just trying to go down as fast as we can. And I go down first because I have to get to the bottom to take pictures of everybody else. I don't want to brag, but I'm going to. I got down in 20 seconds. No big deal. 
So I'm at the bottom and I'm taking pictures of all my guys and they're taking huge jumps going as fast as they can. And then it's the girls' turn. And, and I tell the guys to, to wait for me, to wait, we're gonna cheer on uh, all of our, our friends. And Hope's gonna go last because you know, she wants to support her high school friends, but really we, we both know that she was hoping that if she went last that she wouldn't have to go. We still made her. And so some of the girls go down and then it's Heather's turn. Remember, Heather is incredibly scared of heights. But the summer staff and Hope are up top convincing her everything is safe, that she's gonna be okay. They say, hey, trust me. And I'm down at the bottom and I'm yelling, like, Heather, you got this. Heather, you can do this. So finally they, they get her hooked in and she starts tiptoeing off the ledge and finally she's, she's off the ledge. And she's starting to tiptoe slowly. And I'm thinking to myself at the bottom, I'm holding this camera, that I might be here for a while. She tiptoes a couple more steps and then she stops. She freezes and I'm thinking to myself, I may be here the rest of the day. But she takes a deep breath and then this happens. Heather takes the biggest jump of the day. She takes this huge jump that luckily I, I caught on film. And when, she get, when her feet hit the rocks again, she's got this huge smile. That she's got a smile so bright that it could light up space. She was so excited. She was living in this moment. And the reason that she could do this was because she was hearing my wife's voice at the top, someone that she trusted, someone whom she knew was there for her. She trusted the ropes, the carabiners. She trusted the summer staff. And she was able to, to be strong and courageous. And she took this leap that allowed her to enjoy this incredible moment. The reason that I bring this up, the reason I bring this up is, is because if, if we can be honest for a minute, when it comes to our faith, we struggle to be strong and courageous. And the reason that I think we struggle to be strong and courageous when it comes to our faith, the reason that I think we feel as if our faith is hanging on a ledge is because for many of us, we have not owned our faith. We are trying to live out the faith of our parents, or we're trying to live out the faith of our discipleship leaders, or of some friends, or of some teachers, but it's not ours. You see, owning your faith means not living out your parents. Owning your faith means that you're walking with Jesus, not simply checking some boxes that have his name on it. Owning your faith, being a Christian, means being strong and courageous. And that's why for the next four weeks, we're gonna be in this new series that we're calling Joshua. And as you can imagine, we're gonna spend our time in the book of Joshua. And the reason is, is because you'll see right here in the beginning that Joshua, like so many of us, is at a crossroads where he has to own his own faith. Now I started off this message by reading Joshua 1.9. Uh, but let me quickly sum up how we got there. How do we get to Joshua 1.9? And immediately in, in, in Joshua 1.1, God is telling Joshua that his servant Moses, the, the great leader, the great prophet, the great servant has died. And that Joshua was going to have to follow his footsteps. 
just the other week I was, I was having a conversation with my buddy Samuel who's in my discipleship group and, and we were talking college football and we were talking about Alabama and Nick Saban and, and I made this comment that, that I think Nick Saban is probably the greatest college football coach of all time. And then we got in this discussion about if Nick Saban retires, and I'm not sure he will because I'm pretty sure he's a robot, but that if Nick Saban retires, that Dabo Sweeney, the coach at Clemson, that he may follow his footsteps and coach there. Now again, I don't care for Nick Saban. I don't care for Dabo Sweeney. But there's these rumors that Dabo would step in. And I told Samuel, you cannot pay me enough money to follow a legend like Nick Saban. Going back to Joshua, God is calling Joshua not to follow Nick Saban, but to follow Moses. Moses, whom God used to take the Israelites out of Egypt. Moses, whom God used to split the sea. Moses, whom God used to give the Israelites and to give us the Ten Commandments. Moses, whom got a glimpse of God's glory. And now God's telling Joshua, you're next. You're up. Well, then he begins to comfort Joshua. He begins to tell Joshua that every step that the soles of his, his feet land on, every foot that he takes on this new land will be given to him by God. He tells Joshua in verse 6 and verse 7 to be strong and courageous. He tells them to be strong and courageous as, as Joshua is to lead the Israelites into the promised land that God had promised Moses. He tells Joshua to be strong and courageous as he follows and loves the law that God had given to Moses and to the Israelites. And then we get to verse 1-9. Let me read it again. God tells Joshua, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You see, he tells Joshua he's going to follow in the footsteps of Moses. He tells Joshua that he's going to lead the, the people into the promised land. He tells Joshua that he is going to give the law, to, to love the law, to follow the law that, that he has given. And he says, do not be frightened. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you. He is telling Joshua, I am. The great I am is with you. Are you turning left? I am with you. Turning right? I am with you. Going to the promised land? I am with you. Going to war? I am with you. And God tells us the same thing. Are you going to school today? I am with you. Are you anxious about a relationship? I am with you. Are you nervous about whatever it is that's going on today? God says, I am with you. If you hear nothing else, hear this. This is my one point, my only point. You can be strong and courageous in all aspects of your life because God is with you. He is with you. And here's the beautiful thing, the beautiful truth, is that he sent his son Jesus to remind us of that. He sent his son Jesus to remind us that he is with us. He sent his son Jesus so that we can walk with him in the craziness of life. If you're struggling with anxiety or depression, if you're struggling with pride, hurt, addiction, he is with you. And remember I said earlier that, that to be a Christian means 
to follow Jesus. We're following his lead. One of the things that I love to do with my family is, is we, we love to go hiking. And when you're the father of four and your youngest is two, uh, your role, my role, is to hang out with my two-year-old. So Hope is, is usually way up front with, with our three oldest kids walking, and I'm behind with Samuel. And, and Samuel is a stubborn two-year-old. I feel like I could say he's two and you would assume that he's stubborn, but he's stubborn and he doesn't always like to hold my hand. He often likes to do things his way, like many of us like to do in our everyday lives. But he trusts me and he follows me. And here's why. Because Samuel knows that if he's gonna trip and fall, that I'm gonna do one of two things. The first is that I might catch him before he falls down. And the second is that if he does fall down before I catch him, then I'm gonna reach down, I'm gonna pick him up, and I'm gonna look at him and I'm gonna ask him, are you okay? Hey, daddy loves you, daddy is with you. Do you wanna keep going? And every time, without fail, Samuel keeps on walking up towards the top. You see, walking with Jesus, being a Christian is the same. We're going to slip up. We're going to fall. Romans remind us that we all fall short of the glory of God. But if you are a believer, if you are a follower of Christ, then you can rest in the truth that He is with you, that He is going to pick you up, that He's not going to judge you, but He's going to remind you that He loves you, that He is there for you. No matter what you are struggling with, no matter what is going on in your life, Jesus is walking with you. Do you want to share this truth to somebody? Jesus is with you. And that leads me to, to this challenge, this challenge that I have for you today. Yes, I, I want you to follow Jesus in such a way that, that you are being so strong and courageous in the way that you love Him. But we are also called to be strong and courageous in how we love other people. Matthew 28, 19, 20, Jesus reminds us of this. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, and listen to this, this is what Jesus says. Jesus says, I am with you always to the end of the age. He calls us to go. He calls us to make disciples. He calls us to share the gospel with our friends, with our family, with our peers, with our classmates. He calls us to, to share the gospel, and He reminds us that when we do so, He is with us. So who are you going to strong, strongly and courageously go to? Who are you going to invite to watershed or to wash? Who are you going to sit with at the lunch table? Who are you going to love in such a way where they get a sense of Jesus in you. Be strong and courageous, for God, for Jesus is with you. So I want you to wrestle with two questions today. The first is what areas of your life do you need to be reminded that Jesus is with you, that you need to be reminded that you are called to be strong and courageous? And the second, is who are some people in your life that God is calling you 
to boldly go after, to be strong and courageous as you pursue them, as you invite them to the cross. Let me pray. Jesus, thank you so much that you are with us, that you call us to be strong and courageous because you are with us, that we are able to be strong and courageous in all aspects of our life because you are with us. We thank you and we praise you for that. And we love you.